Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for Sunday, March the 31st. This meditation comes out of a famous chapter in Luke, Luke chapter 15. Um, We are going to read the first three verses and then the story of the prodigal son later. So Luke 15, 1 says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them a parable. Now, he actually told them three parables, but this is the third one. Jesus continues, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine who is dead is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead. He is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. So this uh, passage is a famous passage. It's often called the story of the prodigal son. And we often focus on the prodigal son in this story. And if you're a person uh, like all of us, I guess, who have run off and squandered life and 
done some things that have put you in miserable situations. I think we've all been at that point. We, uh, scripture says we are all sinners. Um, there is a sense in which God is there waiting for you. God is looking for you like the father in the story. Um, God does not want you to be a servant, but a son or a daughter of Christ. And so there is this sense in which God's love reaches past all of those failures and all those heartaches um, and meets us even before our need, that, that the father is watching for the son and runs out and meets the son and hugs him and kisses him and makes him uh, back, puts him back in, in the family, if you will. He gives him the family signal of power. He gives him a, a robe, a ring, and he throws a giant party. And so when we have wandered off, this is a comforting story to think about the love of God that is like that, that goes before us, that's always seeking us out, even when we have made a mess of our lives. But there's also a sense that when you read this in context, and we read the first three verses, that this is written and spoken in a little bit of different context. There are these people, these Pharisees, um, and the, the teachers of the law who are frustrated with Jesus because Jesus is out welcoming sinners and Jesus is eating with sinners and Jesus is loving sinners and sinners in quotation mark because all of us are sinners. But these people see the other people like prostitutes and tax collectors as sinners and themselves as righteous. And, and, and when this story is told in, in light of that context, what we see is it's actually maybe the older brother that those of us who've been around the church should pay attention to because the older brother sees this party that's going on for his younger brother who's wasted all this family, the family's money, his own section of the inheritance, who's made a mess of his life. He sees this and he's just really angry. And it's pretty obvious that Jesus in the parable is comparing these Pharisees and tax collectors to the older brother who are frustrated that Jesus is spending so much time with these people who have wasted their lives, if you will, the sinners of the world. And and Jesus tells this parable. And so it's pretty clear at the end, there's this invitation to the older brother to come join the party. And one of the things that's fascinating about this parable is we never hear if the older brother joins or doesn't join. It's almost as if Jesus is looking at these Pharisees and saying, will you join in what God is doing instead of standing outside and being frustrated by who's getting in? And who's these sinners that I'm hanging out with and I'm loving? And so there's a challenge for us as those people who are seeking God to never get to the point where we think that we have some kind of righteousness of our own. And there's also the question of who are we seeking to love in society? And that's what's brought up by Tara Beth Leach in the devotional for today, if you read it. The idea of the church should not be those who stand around and condemn and judge, but those who welcome in the people that Jesus was loving, uh, the prostitute, the tax collector, those who some people might look at and say, the sinners, in quotation marks. Because the truth is, all of us are sinners. And Christ sees the image of God in all of us. And Christ loves you dearly, not because of anything you've done, as we've been talking about early in these devotions, but because you are God's creation. And so Christ loves those other people that you might want to deem as sinners just as much because they bear his image. In fact, all of creation, all of these, all of the people created on this earth are the image bearers of God. 
And so when we look at others, we shouldn't see maybe what they've done or what they failed to do, but we should see the image of God in them. And so it calls us to join the party and to welcome in the same kind of people that Jesus was welcoming. And even if other people might raise their eyebrows at us, and that's our call as the church. First of all, to be welcome, allow God to welcome us, to receive Christ's love, to receive Christ's forgiveness, but then also to pass that on to others. Hey, that's just a thought. Have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.